Hello, Tom Shanklin here with my lovely wife, Susan. Hi. You are exceptionally pretty today. Oh, thank you. Praise God. And we are here to talk to you about healing the brokenhearted. Maybe you've experienced a broken heart or you know somebody that has. I many have. people. Yes, I have too. And many people are broken. And of course, with the trauma that's in the world today, it's exasperating things, making it worse. Mm -hmm. And they're we just want alone. to minister to you because Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. They're, they're not alone. That's We're, right. There's many of us that are going through the same thing that you are. And uh, it's really not uncommon because uh, your adversary, the devil, is working overtime uh, to break your heart, break your spirit. Yeah. But Jesus came... To heal the brokenhearted. Yeah, and to destroy your hope. Well, not Jesus. No, not not Jesus, but your adversary has come to destroy your hope. Mm -hmm. And so we're here to give you hope and to let you know that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free. Amen? Amen. So let's read from the scripture here in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. This is when they gave Jesus a copy of the scriptures to read. And he opened to this place in Isaiah, and it's Isaiah 61, and then he's reading, of course, we're reading from Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's good news. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Praise God. Now that acceptable year of the Lord, that's the, that's the year of Jubilee. That's when everybody's debts were forgiven and everybody was set free. And that's what Jesus came to do to set us free, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the, the eyes, the, to set the captives free, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And so there is an anointing from God to bring healing into our lives. You know, we've seen many physical healings, mm -hmm. and we've seen many miracles of different kinds, but I've come to tell you that God heals this in here. He heals our hearts, and that is so powerful. We've seen it many, many times. Uh, in, in Psalm uh, 147, verse 3, it says, He heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds. He heals the broken of heart and binds up their wounds. You know, I was thinking about that, Susan, the other day. We've been working on our house here, and I put a, a razor knife in my pocket and uh, <laughs> forgot to close it. So when I put my hand in my pocket, sliced my finger. And, uh, you know, I had a wound on the tip of my finger. Well, that doesn't heal too good. But <clears throat> I've learned that when I have something like that, I need to bind it up. I need to put a Band-Aid on. I need to put some tape around it and just keep it enclosed for a time so it can heal. And so that's what God does. He binds up our wounds so that they can heal. Mm. And I was thinking about it also. You know, some wounds are so deep that, you know, you can't just put a Band-Aid on. It's mm -hmm. much deeper so you have to go to the doctor 
and he puts some stitches in there and puts that back together mm -hmm. so that it can heal properly. And so, you know, wounds heal from the inside out. Mm -hmm. They don't heal from the top layer down. In yeah. fact, you don't want that. You want wounds to heal f from the very bottom and create new cells yeah. and to close properly. Well, you that's don't so want true. any infections. Amen. And that's so true, you know, and that's what God really wants to do. He wants to heal us from the inside out. That's why really it all starts with our spirit. That's our innermost being. That That's where our connection with God is. And then when he can come in there and bring that reconciliation and forgiveness, then he can begin to bring healing outward and in, even into our physical body. And of course, being brokenhearted affects your physical health as well. Oh, yeah. And many other things as well. It affects your relationships. Uh, it affects your ability to make decisions. It makes you draw away from people. It makes you draw away from God. Yeah, it's true. But we need to run to God to mm -hmm. receive that healing. Run and to that's, the light. You know, that's what we need to understand, how to respond to trauma in our life, how to respond to problems and hurts and things like that. And that's one of the most important things there is don't run from God because he's your source of healing. He isn't the source of your problem, mm -mm. but he is the source of your healing. So come unto him. Jesus says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Let I get have... that in quick. Because <laughs> I have something to say. I but... know. <laughs> But, you know, when you, the, the first part of Isaiah, when you were talking about setting the captives, mm -hmm. captives, you know, when the devil wants to cap, capture you and hold you and contain you. Yes. I mean, that's what, what, what when we have a broken heart, the devil is, is he's gotcha. He's mm -hmm. gotcha as, as a captive, you know, yeah. and I think of like, you know, it's coming to be winter and we live in an old house and we get spiders, you know, and, and they uh, make that those webs so they can they can capture things. Capture their prey. And that's what the uh, uh, Satan has done is he has captured us. And, mm -hmm. and we think that we can't get loose, but we can. Amen. Amen. By the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. So he came to like to beat him up it's my opportunity <laughs> in front of y'all praise god we have good news folks you know that because jesus died for our sins on calvary mm. he died for uh, our salvation for our healing for our deliverance and when the work that jesus did on the cross and through the resurrection that's where our victory lies that's the, the reason that we have hope is because of what he did. And you know, in Isaiah 53, it says, Surely he, that is Jesus, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes... We are healed. Praise God. So there's healing through the gospel of Jesus Christ because there's reconciliation through the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Christ, we have forgiveness. We have unity with God. We have healing 
in our relationship with God. We come into relationship with our Heavenly Father, who is the source of all blessings. And I tell you, knowing the Lord is the best thing ever. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the anointing because this is where this scripture begins. Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. Now, I believe this was Jesus' signature scripture. In other words, this is really the, the heartbeat of his, his ministry on the earth. And he came, you know, as the Messiah, which means the anointed one. Hmm. And so he told people, I'm anointed to set you free. Amen. And it was that anointing that made the lame to walk, the blind to see, that healed the brokenhearted. Praise God, he set the captives free through the anointing. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who, ran around, who went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Amen. You see, it was through the anointing that he brought healing to people. It was through the power of the Holy Spirit that he did these things. And I want you to know the Holy Spirit's still here. And the Bible said that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, you know, maybe this doesn't have anything to do with the price of eggs, but I do think it has something to do with the price of eggs. It, it's that it's a done deal. You know, he does do it. He does break it. He does set us free. You know, sometimes... Uh, we can go to a physical doctor and, 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 and thank God for doctors, you know, but they don't always know. And they'll say, well, let, let's try this antibiotic. Why don't we try this tre treatment? Let, let's, let's see if this is going to work, you know, and, and we do hope that it's going to work. But when we come to Jesus, at least we know that he has the right remedy at the right time for us. It's not a guessing game for him where he said, well, let me see, I'll try to heal your broken heart. Let us mm -hmm. try this. He said, no. He said, come come to me. Come yep. to me, all you that are, are, are broken. Yep. And, and I will set you free. Well, and you know, the scripture said that all his promises in him are, are yea and amen. amen. So they're not maybe. And mm -hmm. I tell you, when you're going through a trial and you're broken, mm. you know, everything is coming against your mind to say, it's not working, it's not working, it's not working, you know. But you've got to remember the Word of God. That's why we've got to get back into the Word of God because that's where our strength and stability is. And that's where we can stand. We can stand upon His Word. You know, I'm thinking about how the Scripture said that um, the children of Israel did not inherit the promises because they were not mixed with faith. So we have to take the promises, and I guess there's 7,000 promises in the Word of God, and we need to take the promises and stand upon them in faith. We need to believe God's Word and lay hold of what He has for us today. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think the, the Word of God is so important, and I think we need to go to a church that has more emphasis on the Bible than on uh, like a Reader's Digest mentality 
just to make you feel good. Mm. But you know, you can feel good, but what's going to happen when you walk outside those doors? Yeah. You know, uh, you got, when you have the Bible, you have something to stand on. You have a future and you have a hope. So I encourage you uh, to go to a uh, Bible-based church. Amen. And if you aren't hearing the word, you just leave on good terms and, and start looking because you got to take care of your spirit, man. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of your family. Yeah. You need the word of God. There's churches out there that are sticking close to the Bible. And, and I really challenge you to, uh, to discern if you're getting Bible instead of fluff. Amen. And the other thing is, you know, you have to take care of your own devotional life, too. Mm-hmm. You have to spend time in the Word of God. You have to read God's Word. You have to pray. And I don't even like to say it that way. You have to. Because yeah. it's a joy, you know. But, you know, you've got to kind of cultivate that desire a little bit. You have to get in the Word and cultivate it. And then you can begin to enjoy God's Word. And, you know, the Scripture somewhere has said that you need to search for wisdom like uh, like gold. You know, you need to dig deep, you know. When you're going through something, find the Scriptures that apply to that situation. You know, look into the Word. You know, um, I found a, a scripture today, Susan, I haven't even shared this with you, but someone had mentioned to, I was listening to a, a message by someone and they just offhandedly mentioned this scripture and I just thought, oh, okay. And I looked that up. God says, I will contend with those who contend with you. Hey, that's good news. And I will save your children. Wow. God, that's a promise of God. So stand on the word of God. Get into the word of God. There's so much in here. Praise God. This is all extra. This wasn't part of my sermon, but it's you good know, you stuff. Brought, good what preaching. you brought out there was good, you know, about get into a good church where they preach the gospel. Amen. And also cultivate your own devotional life. Don't You can't just depend on someone else to feed you. Even if you do go to church, you right. know, Sunday and Wednesday or whatever. Whoops. You need something the other day. You can't just go hungry the rest of the time. So you need to learn to have a devotional life and enjoy God's word and focus on the gospel. Because you see, I mean, there's a, you need to understand the Bible is a story of redemption through Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Well, you might read something over here in First Kings that just messes your mind up. But if you understand the context of the Bible and understand it's all leading to Jesus Christ because he's the answer. It's through him that we have forgiveness of sins and deliverance from sin and a, and a relationship with God, you know? And so that's the good news, amen? There's some things in here that are bad news. And the reason is, is to let you know the consequences Judgment. of sin. But when you turn to the Lord, he'll forgive your sins and he'll make you different. What's the matter? Am I preaching too much? Or what? <laughs> no, I I have something to say now. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you were talking about the devotional life and something that has changed in our devotional life, prayer life, is that you know we we always uh, pray together in the morning. You know, we we pray for souls and we pray for those in authority, and then we pray for our partners and our children, and you know. 
but we have found that before we go to bed, we have another prayer meeting. Mm -hmm. Not that we're not praying all day long, but we come together and pray again, and it focuses our minds on Christ. Yeah. And, you know, because, you know, sleep can be hard when you're going through stuff, and we need our minds resting mm -hmm. at night instead of being tormented at night. So uh, I know we have been praying before we go to bed. Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes we, you read, you, you quote uh, Psalm 24, yeah. correct? Psalm 23. 23. Yeah. And lots of other Psalms too are really good. Um, especially before you go to bed at night, read a Psalm. That's good. Yeah. 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 Praise the Lord. Okay, now getting back to the anointing. Because, you see, the anointing destroys the yoke. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. We see he laid hands on the sick and they recovered. People touched him and they were healed. And we want you to know that same anointing is here. You know, we are called, the church is called. When you say here, what do you mean? On the earth. Because we are called the body of Christ. You know what that means? Anointed one. And you see, we're operating under the same anointing of Luke 4, uh, 18 and 19. Now, we're not Jesus, mm -mm. but you see, we're part of his family. And we've got the anointing. He's passed it on to us. You know, like he told his disciples, heal the sick, you know, cast out devils, raise the dead. Freely you have received, freely give. And so, you see, we're continuing what the early disciples did. Nothing's changed. Don't keep it to yourself. The power of the saying. Holy Spirit's here. That's right. We receive the anointing. You know, God always says to me, you know, drink the new wine. Keep drinking that Holy Spirit. You know, take time to worship and draw on the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. And then you have something to give to others, you see. It's, you see, it's that anointing that breaks the yoke. And we've seen this in our own life. You know, I was thinking about one time we were going through a really uh, difficult time as pastors, and we went to a pastor's conference in Texas. And I remember this conference so distinctly because it was a several-day conference, and, and every day we would go, and we would sit there and listen to the great messages, you know, and and then we'd go back to our hotel room. and, and But it was it was like we were inside a bubble. That's the way I felt, Susan. We were in this bubble. We were we hurting were, here. We were captive. Yeah, we were captive. It's like, it's like the the people. There was these all these nice people around, but we weren't connecting. They weren't connecting with us. We weren't connecting with them, and we kept going, going, going. Well, one day we went, and the pastor was talking about uh, healing on the inside, because a lot of pastors are hurt. You know, I don't know if. People in their congregation even know sometimes what they're going through. Mm. And sometimes the things people say Pastors and do. Pastors' wives, too. Pastors' wives. Pastors' kids. Yeah. So we were hurting, and we were in this conference, and, and this pastor preached the message. And, and then he gave an invitation, said, come forward. And they had like a prayer team from the church, just like couples or individuals that were up there. And we went forward, and this couple prayed for us. And, uh, you know, it, it didn't seem to be anything special. I mean, we didn't fall over or 
feel this great unction of power or anything, but they prayed a sincere prayer from the heart and touched us and prayed. And you know, we went home that night to the hotel and then we came back for the next meeting. And I just remember everything was different. It was like the bubble was gone. We were uncaptivated. We were, we had been healed, amen? Now, the problems didn't go away. You know, <laughs> we still had to face them when we got, got home, but our hearts were healed. Why? Because of the anointing, you see? Yeah. We see this all the time with physical healing, but it's the same with emotional healing or brokenheartedness, you know? Uh, sometimes it's just so deep. It's like, it's a wounded spirit. The scripture said, a wounded spirit who can bear. A wounded spirit is like you're hurt down deep into who you are as a person. You know what? The Lord can heal the brokenhearted. He can make you whole again. You know, he can do it. It may not even make sense. You, you could try to talk yourself into being well. You could go to 10,000 psychiatrists, but the anointing, breaks the yoke you see yeah. the healing anointing can heal that brokenness inside of you and make things different praise God that's what he wants to do in your life and in just a minute we're going to pray for you praise God because I believe in the anointing praise God I'm thinking of another time I was in a church in uh, Buffalo Minnesota and I was preaching I don't know for sure what I was preaching on I don't think it was on emotional healing or anything but this woman came up to me afterwards and she says, you know what, I got healed during your sermon. And she said, I was hurt in this church some time ago and I've been just wounded and devastated ever since. But when you preached the word, I was healed. She just knew it, praise God. See, because why? Because of the anointing. You see, Jesus was anointed to preach good news to the poor. He was sent to heal the brokenhearted, to liberate the captives. And that's you. You've been captivated for too long. It's time to get, get set free by the anointing of the Spirit of God. Amen. So just before we pray, I'd like to read another scripture here. And this is a psalm. We talked about reading the psalms. Here's one. Psalm 46. We're just going to read the first five verses. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed. <laughs> wow, unconditional. We're not going to fear. No earth, no problem, because God is with us. <laughs> Amen. Riots, God will see us through. Amen. Wars, God will see us through. Troubles, he'll see us through. Corona. Amen. Corona, he'll see us through. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried to the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Like now we've got hurricanes. I think there's five or six out in the Atlantic. Though the waters thereof roar and Fires. be troubled. What's that? Fires. Fires, in, Fires on the West Coast. Terrible. Well, they're all over the United States. Yeah. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof, Selah, which means think about that. Now, this is what I want you to hear now. There is a river. There is a river. We come to tell you there is a river, and it's here to flow your way today. Amen? There is a river. I'm not talking about a river you can see with your natural eyes. Mm -hmm. 
I'm talking about a river that will flow into your heart and bring healing today. God says there's a river. The streams whereof will make glad the city of God. You might not have any reason to be glad, but when you get the Spirit of God coming into you, amen, He'll make you glad. He'll bring healing. He'll bring hope. He'll bring deliverance. Amen. God is for you, not against you. Amen. It says that streams whereof will make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. It's talking about the presence of God, the tabernacles of God. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. And there's something about that presence. When that presence comes upon you, that everything changes. You might be destitute of all hope, but when the Spirit of God flows, you got hope. You got, you got a word from God. You got life from the throne. Amen? And he says here about this, this river, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early. God will help you. And that right early. Amen? He's right not going to delay. Right early. Right early. Right early. King Jamesism. That means right away. Oh, I like that. Yeah, right away. God's way right away. How's that? So we want to pray for you. And we're going to just believe that river's flowing your way today. Amen. Mm -hmm. And you'll have hope. Now, first, I want you just to reconcile your heart with God. We're going to lead you in a simple prayer. And then we're going to pray for healing of broken hearts today. Mm. God loves you very much. And he's calling you to himself. So I want you just to say these words from your heart. Just say, Dear Father. Dear Father. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. I believe he rose again. And I turn my life over. And I turn my life over. To Jesus Christ, my Lord. To Jesus Christ, my Lord. And I say, Oh God. Oh God. You are my Father. You are my Father. And I am your child. And I'm your child. And I will follow you. And I will follow you. Every day. Every day. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I just thank you for the river of God. I thank you for the anointing of the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. You know every need that is out there, everyone that is watching this video. You know the source of their problem. You know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. And you know how to heal their heart. You know how to bind up the brokenhearted. You know how to put those stitches in there so they can heal from the inside out. And Lord, those that have been captive by depression and hopelessness and despair, we break that power in Jesus' yes, in name. Jesus name. We plead the blood of Jesus over every single one, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you that healing is the children's bread. Yes. Spirit, soul, and body. Let your river flow, Lord, into their hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You haven't preached in a while. I haven't preached in a while. It felt good. Folks, we love you. We'd love mm -hmm. to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And uh, tune in next time. I don't know if you tune in anymore. <laughs> Subscribe. Subscribe. Come back. See us again. And, You're uh, welcome. We're praying for you. Okay? Yes. God bless you guys. Bye.